Welcome to the Respectful Divorce Podcast. If you're considering a divorce, it's important to know that you have options for how you divorce. On the Respectful Divorce Podcast, we'll explore those options and provide advice from divorce professionals. We also talk with divorce clients about what went right and what went wrong in their divorce. On today's edition of the Respectful Divorce Podcast, we're talking with Julia Perkovich, a dedicated collaborative divorce and mediation attorney in Sacramento, California. Well, thank you for joining us today. Would you tell us just a little bit about yourself? Well, thank you for having me. My name is Julia Perkovich. Um, I'm a divorce attorney in Sacramento, California. My practice is exclusively non-litigation. So I help families navigate the divorce process uh, by staying out of the courtroom, putting the control and the power back into their hands and helping them through a really difficult time um, in a respectful manner. And so I do that through mediation and through collaborative divorce. Can you tell us a little bit about what inspired you to to make this transition? Absolutely. So I was lucky enough to practice with my mom. Um, She practiced family law for probably about 35 years. And I was lucky enough when I graduated law school to come in and work in the family business. And my mom and I are two little peas in a pod. Um, But she really had a niche in business litigation and really complex business and estate work. Um, And she loved that and she thrived there. But I quickly learned that that really wasn't my interest. Um, Starting in college, I did uh, alternative dispute resolution in different courthouses in Orange County. And so I travel around and do mediation in small claims court or in communities um, on campus at my college, just really found an interest in mediation and alternative dispute resolution. So when I started practicing, I uh, that just reaffirmed that the litigation really didn't match my, um, my views, my interests, and my skill set. And so I try to find my own path, uh, which led me to wanting to help families in a really respectful way and really be mindful of um, the relationships and the dynamics in a family and how those last forever and how important that is um, to everyone and how we could preserve and restructure that in a really positive way, even through a very challenging experience. Well, I will date myself when I tell you that when I went to UT Law School, we didn't even have mediation. That was something that was a big push here in Texas several years after I got out of school to the point that to try and get it to take off, quote unquote, the judges, when they went away on their uh, semi-annual conference, uh, they had something called Settlement Week to encourage us all to try and learn how to do mediation. So Texas model is still very much the, the caucus model. We don't even generally have a joint session, which is very different than how you all do mediation in California. Could you explain what mediation looks like in your jurisdiction? Yeah, there's a few different formats to mediation. So I'll start with really what the majority of my work is. And my mediation is working with clients directly. So they typically are not represented by independent counsel um, or not having independent counsel participate in our mediation process. So I'm working with both of um, both of the spouses directly through a series of meetings. Um, I'll structure the mediation sessions in whatever format is going to be most effective 
um, and efficient for this specific couple. And so most of the times that's us meeting together, uh, the three of us. And sometimes it's me doing that caucusing where I'm going back and forth or I'm meeting just with one spouse um, and just with the other spouse and, and kind of doing it in a more of that caucus format. But I would say typically I'm meeting all together with the spouses and then I bring in other experts as needed. And if I need a specialist um, in issues surrounding the children, I'll bring in a child specialist. If I need a business valuation, then I'm bringing in other specialists to join us in our mediation process um, for uh, kind of limited purposes uh, to help with specific issues. So that's how most of my mediations run. There are mediations where uh, clients are represented by independent counsel. And so their attorneys may join us in the mediation sessions. And I'm still trying to format that to be in whatever format is going to be most successful. So it might be all of us together. So the three of us plus their two attorneys, or sometimes again, we're separating and I'm doing the caucusing going back and forth. Um, and then other times those attorneys don't join us in mediation. They'll just consult with their clients um, outside of mediation, give them guidance. They might email me or call me if they have a question or want to discuss something with me, um, which I'm welcome uh, I welcome having those conversations and that communication. Um, but then in the mediation, it may still just be myself and the spouses. So there's lots of different formats. And I try to be um, really flexible uh, to finding what's going to be the right fit for that specific couple so that ultimately we can accomplish what we set out to do, which is complete the divorce. And how do you help them not be as aggressive or adversarial as clients may come in teed up to have a fight. Yeah, I have uh, a lot of people will commonly um, say, make references to mediation working if it's amicable or if people are getting, and I say, I can mediate any, any situation. It doesn't have to be amicable. There only needs to be an agreement that you want to stay out of court and you want to make your own decisions and that you'll act in good faith and full disclosure. Um, people don't have to agree on the color of the sky to participate in mediation. We can still get through it. And so I have different techniques and strategies to try to bring down those emotions or take the, the bite out of it. Um, and that may be through the separate conversations, through using a specialist um, who can help with coaching on communication, um, addressing the emotional issues. I also like to say I'm a very expensive, poorly trained therapist. <laughs> While I wear that hat uh, many times a day, mm -hmm. I do like to try to find the right person who is trained in that specialty uh, at the right hourly rate to do that work. So if it's really, um, if it's very intense and emotions are really high, I may use a specialist to help us with that. I may um, spend time individually with each a spouse to really hear their story, help them feel supported and heard, and also help them build trust with me. Um, because once we have trust, then I can lead them through in a way that's going to work for, for them. And just to transition a little bit to how you ended up also doing collaborative work, can you explain to us what that transition came from, why you do collaborative work? So I do the collaborative work because it's another um, 
method that I see to really helping families in this hard time in the respectful way. And it's so, what I love about the collaborative work is the team. There's so much support that's provided to the family and so many great minds that genuinely want um, to find what is going to be the best path forward for this family, whether that's on financial issues and trying to expand the pie to maximize um, to maximize finances for both parties, or if it's on issues related to children um, or communication, there's so much support and thoughtfulness um, and expertise that can guide this the family through the process. So that really is what drew me to collaborative. Um, and frankly, I really enjoy the collaborative professionals in my area. So I enjoy working with them. So for me on a personal level, it's a rewarding experience because I'm working with like-minded people um, and I learn things from them all the time. And so it's a way to help me um, learn new skills and uh, continue my education and my growth as well. And I, I completely concur with that. I feel like I have learned so much from our neutrals and they continue to teach us every day. Can you give us, our listeners, a little bit of an understanding of the difference between the collaborative divorce process and the mediation process? Yes. So in mediation, in its simplest form, it's both the spouses working with me as the mediator and I'm serving as a neutral facilitator for settlement. So I'm not representing either spouse, but I am there to promote settlement, to guide them through the process, do the legal work, the you know, drafting of documents, uh, making sure that we're jumping through all of the hoops that the court requires or the state requires in order to get a divorce, um, and educating them on legal issues as we go through the process. Um, so I might be wearing a lot of hats in mediation. I'm um, helping on financial issues. I'm certainly running into emotional issues, helping guidance there, mm -hmm. um, bringing in those experts when needed. But I'm not advocating for either, either person. And my goal... My goal and my eye is always on that goal is settlement. And how are we going to get to an agreement um, to be able to complete the divorce? But they're working, the clients are working directly with me um, and I'm neutral. And so that's different than in the collaborative process where the clients are each hiring their own attorney who's trained in collaborative divorce. Um, so I might be representing husband or wife uh, and then the other spouse has an attorney who's trained in collaborative divorce as well. And so here I am representing a client. Um, I'm not advocating for them in the way that you would in litigation, but I am guiding them and supporting them. And it's really one-on-one -on -one with my client. We come together in full team meetings where we're using neutral experts on financial issues or issues um, surrounding the children. And we're making this a team approach, but I think the real difference is having um, the, that representation by an attorney or not, because in mediation, we stay, still may use a team and experts, um, but the clients are not represented by an attorney. They just ha have me as their mediator facilitating the settlement. And what kind of cases would you direct towards mediation versus towards collaborative divorce? Is there a difference in when people come to visit you the first time? And I may be coming into you to ask you about being their mediator, but do you do mediation with 
do you send your clients to mediation where you're not the neutral, where you are the advocate? That's a great question. Um, so I, in the first consultation and meeting with clients, actually, let me back up there. Some clients are coming in with a very specific um, idea in mind as to how they want to go through the process. They've either read information on my website or online. Um, my assistant has provided them handouts to really try to educate in advance on what is mediation and what is collaborative. So some people from reading that information or talking to other people, they're coming in with something very specific. Mm -hmm. And so I'll absolutely talk about all of the options as to how you can get through a divorce in our first meeting. Um, but some people are set on what they want to do and they know they want collaborative. Um, that usually comes when someone uh, wants that comfort or that security of feeling like they have an attorney representing them. Uh, that's where I see it the most. Um, sometimes I'll be suggesting collaborative. If they're, even if they're coming in for mediation, if I think they're really going to benefit um, from that whole team approach and that they're going to need more support um, from individual attorneys, then I may be able to provide them as a mediator. And when you do a mediation as the neutral mediator, do the do you do the decree or do the clients go and retain attorneys to prepare the decree? I prepare all of the paperwork. So I will do all the initial filings, the financial disclosures, and I'll draft that final, um, it, we call it the marital settlement agreement. And I will do all of that drafting and facilitating, um, obtaining any other types of orders that are necessary. So I'm really... Um, covering all of the bases so that they do not have to go to someone else, that I will make sure that um, everything that's necessary to complete their divorce is, ha is handled. So either by me or reaching out to someone else who's an expert in an area to, to get whatever is necessary to complete their divorce for them start to finish. And when they have retirement benefits, for example, do you have someone else that prepares the quadros or the DROs or do you do those too? No, I'll, then I'll hire um, an expert who will prepare those for me. And so I'll, anywhere where I know that there needs to be work that's done, that's not something that I prepare my expertise, I'll still facilitate doing that for the clients because I'm trying to um, give a really support, a really supported process for them and take as many things off of their plate or as off of their shoulders as I can, because I know that anxiety and stress is already really high for them, for any family going through a divorce. And now learning all this terminology and procedure and paperwork that they need that they've never been exposed to before is just going to ratchet up that stress and anxiety, which makes it harder to reach settlement. So anywhere that I can, I will take things off of their plate, put it on my plate and facilitate getting it done in an efficient way. And in your jurisdiction or your particular area of California, what percentage of cases are settled out of court rather than having to go to litigation? That's a great question. I don't know the percent, um, so I don't want to misquote a number, but I can tell you what my perception of it is. And I think that in Sacramento County, um, the vast majority of cases are settled outside of a trial. So. Mm -hmm. Maybe those litigated cases um, 
I think the majority get settled through um, mandatory settlement conferences or private settlement conferences. Um, and then there is really a growing trend and a desire, I think, of people looking for alternative divorce processes that don't involve the court. So I think there's an increase in mediation generally in the county and an increase in interest in collaborative divorce as well. I will tell you, I have a personal problem and have for many years with the term ADR because it implies that court is the norm and everything mm -hmm. else is an alternative, whereas you and I both know that the alternative is the norm and court is the outlier now. I completely agree. And for families, the litigated system just isn't set up well, at least I can only speak to here in California. It's not set up well to really handle all of the complexities of uh, of a family unwinding and changing mm -hmm. structure and the things that are really important to people, which are the emotions, the relationships, children, and that litigated system really can't hold and handle that in a um, the way that families deserve. I totally agree with you. I just returned from our local bench bar conference and was reminded from a lot of the judges that are in our jurisdiction that one of their frustrations is the expectations of what the litigation process can provide. They reminded us we can only provide an order. We can't change people's personalities. We can't change their communication styles and their ability to get along and co-parent. And don't forget how limited what the court can do is. And I, that was a nice refresher on that. I think that is so true that the court is very limited. They have blinders on. They can only do a handful of things and giving those orders and the resources available, which I speaks to, uh, to contrast it against mediation or collaborative divorce, where truly we have all resources available to us. We can't change people, but we can um, strengthen co-parenting relationships. We can work on communication. We can do all of those things that may not be legal, legal issues, uh, but they're still important to a family. And help provide that the guidance and the support, the education, the growth, so that when they pop out of this divorce process, they're really set up for a successful, um, successful relationship in the future. And there's expectations, boundaries, communication styles that are going to work for them as they go into the future. I love the way you put that. One of the ways I have thought of it similarly is that we help them learn skills that give them that launch of success. And those are the skills that they'll use for the rest of their lives and their children's lives. I understand that, that you have a holistic approach to all of this, and I'd love to hear more about that. So my holistic approach is um, using the experts when necessary. So trying to address all of those issues that are really um, important to a family going through this process. That's going to look different for every family. So I really take like take the time and put a lot of emphasis on knowing my clients, what's important to them, their personalities, because every family is different. And so what one family needs is going to look different than the next family. And I want to 
them where they are and give them what they need. And so it'll be um, in that holistic approach. It's looking at specifically, what does this family need? What's important to them? Um, where are they struggling that they could use more guidance, help coaching? And I mean, if I can't, don't have the expertise for that, or it's not my arena, I'm going to find the right experts and the right resources for them um, to give them that support. That holistic approach is also the taking things off of their plate and getting them done for them. Um, I like, I, I just believe that makes it easier for the clients than having them go out and get a deed done or get a quadro to divide a retirement account or having somebody draft documents. I want to be able to um, streamline it for them and make it as efficient as I can. Um, and so I think in that, when I talk about or strive for that holistic approach, it's looking at all of those pieces that are important to the family and meeting those needs and interests. It sounds like to me what you're offering is a complete customization for every single family or couple that comes through. And our families deserve that, don't they? Absolutely. And that that is exactly it. And I really um, pride myself and I hope my clients feel feel my sincerity in um, really wanting to know them individually, help them hold, you know, give that um, container to hold them as we move through the process. And I love the way you put that it's giving them the support in the areas that they need. Yeah. Thank you so much, Julia, for being able to share part of your afternoon with us on the Respectful Divorce Podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. I look forward to talking with you again. Thanks. Tune in next time for another edition of the Respectful Divorce Podcast. And remember that collaborative divorce is a better way to untie the knot.